0: Chapter twenty one of Highways and Byways in Sussex. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Highways and Byways in Sussex by E. V. Lucas. Chapter twenty one. Ditchling. Another good walk from Brighton begins with a short railway journey to Falmer on the Lewes line. Then strike into Sussex Park, the seat of the Earl of Chichester, a descendant of the famous Sussex Pelhams with the church and the little village of stanmer on the far side of it and so up through the hollows and valleys to ditchling beacon dr johnson's saying of the downs about brighton that it was a country so truly desolate that if one had a mind to hang oneself for desperation at being obliged to live there it would be difficult to find a tree on which to fasten a rope proves beyond question that his horse never took him stanmer way for the park is richly wooded. On Ditchling Beacon, One of the noblest of the Sussex Hills, And the second, if not the first, In height of all the range, The surveys differ, One giving the palm to Duncton. The Romans had a camp, And the village of Ditchling May still be gained By the half-subterranean path That our conquerors dug, So devised that a regiment Might descend into the weald unseen, Ditchling is a quiet little village on high ground, where Alfred the Great once had a park. The church is a very interesting and graceful specimen of early English architecture, dating from the thirteenth century. A hundred and more years ago, water from a Calibiate spring on the common was drunk by Sussex people for rheumatism and other ills, but the spring has lost its fame. The village could not well be more out of the movement. Yet an old lady living in the neighbourhood, who, when about to visit London for the first time, was asked what she expected to find, replied, "'Well, well, I can't exactly tell, but I suppose something like the more bustling part of Ditchling.' A kindred story is told of a Sussex man who, finding himself in London for the first time, exclaimed with astonishment,
1: "'What a
0: queer large place! Why, it ain't like Newick, and it ain't like Chaley!' on ditchling common are the protected remains of a stake known as jacob's post a stranger requested to supply this piece of wood with the origin of its label would probably adventure long before hitting upon the right tack for jacob whose name has in this familiar connection a popular and almost an endearing sound was jacob harris a jew peddler of astonishing turpitude who after murdering three persons at an inn on ditchling common and plundering their house was hanged at horsham in the year seventeen thirty four and afterwards suspended as a lesson to the gibbet of which this post jacob's post is the surviving relic all gibbets it is said are good for something and a piece of jacob's post carried on the person is sovereign against toothache a sussex archaeologist tells of an old lady a resident on ditchling common for more than eighty years whose belief in the post was so sound that her pocket contained a splinter of it long after all her teeth had departed from extracts from the diary of mr john burgess tailor sexton and particular baptist of ditchling which are given in the sussex archaeological collections i quote here and there august the 1st 1785 there was a cricket-match at Lingfield Common Between Lingfield in Surrey and all the county of Sussex, Supposed to be upwards of two thousand people. June twenty-ninth, seventeen 1786 Went to Lewes with some wool to Mr. Chatfield, Fine wool at eight pounds, five shillings per pack. Went to dinner with Mr. Chatfield. Had boiled beef, leg of lamb, and plum puddin'. Stopped there all the afternoon. Mr. Pullin was there. Mr. Trimby and the Curia, etc., was there. We had a good deal of religious conversation, particularly Mr. Trimby. June the eleventh, 1787. Spent three or four hours with some friends in conversation upon moral and religious subjects. The inquiry was the most easy and natural evidences of the existence and attributes of the Supreme Being, in discussing upon the subject we was nearly agreed and proposed meeting again every first monday after the full moon to meet at four and break up at eight march the fourteenth seventeen eighty eight went to friar's oak to a bull bait to sell my dog i sold him for one guinea upon condition he was hurt but as he received no hurt i took him back again at the same price we had a good dinner a round of beef boiled a good piece roasted a leg of mutton and ham of pork and plum puddin, plenty of wine and punch at Brighthelmstone, washed in the sea End of chapter twenty one